on tonight's episode of Locked On Lightning. The Lightning pull off a thrilling overtime win against the Los Angeles Kings. On tonight's episode, we will discuss and break it all down. This game, this exciting game between two top goaltenders in the league, between Jonathan Quick and Andre Vasilevsky. But please like and subscribe to this podcast. Follow us wherever podcasts are distributed. And please give us a follow on our social media pages, LO underscore lightning on Twitter, as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. So without further ado, let's play that music. I'm your host, Adam Benko. What's up, everybody? If you're listening to this, we are recording this right after the conclusion of the Lightning's thrilling overtime win over the Los Angeles Kings, a 3-2 win in overtime. And this game really started off, I think, the I, I, I think this game turned out the way a lot of us would have predicted and what I alluded to on yesterday's episode. Having said that, there's still a lot of frustrating things about this game in which I think that the Lightning could have done a lot better. And this goes back into the theme about the Lightning not getting off to a good start. I mean, let's face it, this both teams played very well, and obviously the Kings are a tough team. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to say they're not. I I don't think that they're a bottom dwelling team. I think they're obviously look at the standings in the West. They're a middle of the pack team in their division. But when it comes down to it, when you're measuring the talent level, even without Lightning having a couple of their stars on the ice, this game shouldn't have been as close as it really should have, and. And when I say that, it shouldn't have gone to OT. Because if you look, and and, and I know I'm kind of just jumping into the recap here, but listen, it's getting to a point with this Lightning team, and I've been talking about this for weeks now, for weeks, where I get it. This team's depleted, and you're playing a full season. But... What it comes down to, you're still very talented. You're still losing team. You still you're losing players, but you still have the talent. Look at how this team has played over the last couple of weeks. They went from fourth slash third place in the division, and now we're having a discussion right now on December fourteenth about this team possibly taking over the number one spot in the division. They're right now. If you're just measuring this by points, right now. Three-way tie for first place in the Atlantic Division. And really what it comes down to, and, and I'm I'm not going to sit here and crap on the win tonight. This was a hard-fought game. I, I, I think that the Lightning did a very good job. And also you kind of have to look on the other side of that with the Kings not being as good of a team as obviously Tampa is. But when it comes down to it, there was plenty of chances for the Kings to close this game out, to, to take the lead. Um, they blew two leads tonight. And, and, and I'm going to use that word very lightly here because obviously it was only a one-goal deficit for Tampa to overcome. But still, 
you have a great goaltender in front of you and Jonathan Quick, and you still have a lot of your veterans and guys who could score in pieces. But at the same time, obviously, this team is not talented enough to kind of pull away from the Tampa Bay Lightning. And we saw that the the Lightning were given every chance to take the lead when this game was tied. And they just couldn't execute. They just couldn't execute. And what I said when I jumped right into it, when I came out of the the cold open, was really what it comes down to is that this game, and and I spoke about this on the last episode, is that this was going to be a goaltender game. You have two of the best goaltenders in the league, uh, Jonathan Quick and obviously Andre Vasilevsky. And you kind of had to figure with the trend that the Lightning have been seeing from lesser teams in the NHL over the course of the season that the Kings were going to come out and play. And they did exactly that. And, and I, I went, I, I, I tweeted back and forth with one of our listeners uh, during the game. And it's the same old issues with this team. It's the same old issues. And I, and I'm, Kind of surprised, and, and obviously you, you wouldn't expect this from your 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 home broadcast team. So obviously I get it, but at the same time, I'm surprised that Dave Randorf and Brian Ingblom aren't discussing this more on the broadcast. Because at the end of the day, what it really comes down to is that this team cannot execute in the faceoff circle. They cannot score a power play goal to to save their lives. 0 for 3 on the power play once again tonight. A shade under 50 on the faceoff circle. You know, they, they kind of redeemed themselves at the end of the game. But really, I mean, for a, mo- for a large part of this game tonight, the Lightning were not good. They were not good in the faceoff circle. And that really comes down to, really, if you look at those two stats, the Kings should have really won this game. And that goes back to my point that the Kings just aren't that team. They're they're tough, and they'll go out there and they'll play with a lot of energy, and they're not afraid to skate with you. But at the same time, they're not good enough to pull away from a team like the Lightning. And that's that's something that really the Lightning are lucky to have, that they have that depth. They have guys on every line that could score big. Game winning goal in OT was 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 evidence enough. Matthew Joseph gets his fifth goal of the season on an assist by Ross Colton. And but if you look at the score sheet today, obviously Victor Hedman and then Taylor Radish. So, you know, you have one of your superstars up there. And and really this is what has saved the Lightning over the last couple of weeks and during this win streak. Uh, well, not this win streak, but this these last weeks where they've really done a fantastic job and have really done a lot of things late in games to save themselves. But the issue is, is that we shouldn't be at this point in the season. We shouldn't be at a point in the season where 28 games in, the Lightning, out of those 28 games, have played 11 games that have gone beyond re- regulation. 11 games. That's roughly 39% of their games this year. They have had to play more than three periods. And if they continue this trend, they're on pace for 32 games played beyond regulation. Now, don't get me wrong. The Lightning are are saving themselves by winning these games and munching points. But at the end of the day, 
you don't want to play extra minutes. You don't want to play extra periods. Get the job done in 60 minutes. Get your guys off the ice. Get a little extra rest. Because they may not show it right now, but this is going to weigh on the guys later on in the season. Now, I've obviously spoken about on past episodes about this and about also with the Olympics kind of now sort of, I don't know, it's very fuzzy about the future of the Olympics with a lot of players, most notably Connor McDavid coming out saying that with the whole protocols, you know, if you test positive, you're going to be quarantined for this amount of time. A lot of guys don't want to go through the whole quarantine bubble situation again. And and Alex Petrangelo came out a couple of days or so saying that the idea of him being away from his family for so long is not really something that he wants to do. And that's totally understandable. And guys are starting to think, you know, now that maybe we should just focus on the season we're having. This is the first 82 game season we've had in over two seasons. And maybe not going halfway across the world in during still, you know, what is really uncertain times in terms of COVID. Maybe going over there and playing for gold is not really worth it right now. And I don't blame them. Now, obviously, we'll, we'll talk about that as we get a little closer. Uh, midway through January, we should know of whether or not um, – that will be still in the equation. We'll see. I think, honestly, the NHL should really just put the kibosh on this. You know, why are you going to put your players at risk? Why are you going to have? Why are you going to risk throwing all your superstars over there and then half of them possibly getting COVID? Especially with everything now, you're seeing the surges around the league. Uh, the Flames, most notably, losing guys. Uh, we had an announcement earlier today. Matt Barzell on the COVID protocol list. Luke Shen, former Lightning player, over in Vancouver on the COVID list. I think right now, as much as I would love to see the Olympics and, and the NHL players playing it, I, I just think that the NHL needs to make the right choice in this situation. And I think ultimately what I'm trying to say, I'm kind of getting on a tangent, tangent here because obviously I was talking about having, you know, the, the lightning playing so many minutes and then having a good number of your players go over there, there and play two weeks off where for two weeks and then jump right into it. Obviously, it's going to weigh on you, regardless if we play in the Olympics or not. Um, you, you don't want I, I you don't want to have thirty two games beyond the third period. You really don't. Do I think that this trend is going to continue? I don't think it's going to get. I I would be very much shocked if we're at the end of the season and they even get close to that mark. I I really hope we're not going into the playoffs with the Lightning have played possibly 25 games that have gone beyond regulation. Because if that is, then you're going to look at a team, and, and I'm obviously don't count out the two-time defending champs. They know how to play through physical and mental um, exhaustion. But you're asking, you, you already have a tall order of trying to three-peat, but to have that as well that's a lot of miles especially on some of these guys now we'll obviously talk about the game a little bit more in just a little bit first i want to talk about a couple of today's sponsors and first of which is one of our new sponsors and that is omaha 
stakes. Now, the holidays are right around the corner, and finding the perfect gift could be tricky, but Omaha Steaks makes it easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Omaha Steaks recently sent me a a pack, a care package, and I it was a very, very it was probably one of the best gifts I've ever gotten. So let me tell you, let me let me show you how they, they what they sent me. They sent me bacon four bacon wrapped filet mignons, which was just like I, I always tell people when they ask me, you know, what did it taste like? The worst part of the meal was when I had a last bite, when I only had the last bite. Because I never wanted to. And that's how good it is. That's how good Omaha Steaks is. They gave me some some gourmet jumbo uh, hot dogs, Omaha Steak burgers, boneless chicken breast. Everything was just absolutely just there's there's no way you could cook this wrong. That's how great the meat is. And I can't wait to fire up a couple of these bad boys around Christmas time, especially if the weather, how it is recently this week in New York, up and down, up and down. Hey, if we have a 60 degree weather. Uh, up here on Christmas, I might fire up the grill and throw some burgers on there. So go to omahasteaks.com and enter NHL into the search bar to order the perfect gift package for $99.99. You get 24 entrees like the world-famous bacon wrap filet mignons, chicken breasts, side desserts, and so much more. When you use the code NHL, you also get an additional eight Omaha Steak burgers free with your order. We've all heard the reports about shortages and shipping delays, so don't wait. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com and you'll get eight free burgers when entering the code NHL. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword NHL. And talking about another one of today's sponsors before we jump into our second segment of the, the night, and that is Boost Mobile. Now, you listen to podcasts for the power of knowledge. So why not switch to Boost Mobile for the power of saving money? Because with Boost, you get the power of a free 5G phone so you can listen to all the latest episodes, especially of Lockdown Lightning. The power of three unlimited data lines for $30, $30 a month per line so you your family can harness all that brain power. So you could sit here and listen to me rant about the lightning power play. With all that money you could save and all that knowledge you gain, just how powerful you'll become, just as powerful as Victor Hedman's slap shot. They got the lightning on the board tonight. Switch to Boost Mobile and find out. Get a free Samsung Galaxy A32 5G when you switch to one of America's largest 5G networks. More power to save Boost Mobile. Disclaimer, free phone limited to new customers and one per line addition additional restrictions reply offers coverage not available everywhere or for all phones networks see boostmobile.com for details all right so moving on to our second segment of the night just continuing conversation about this game because really it's a bittersweet victory for me you know listen i i love the fact that the lightning ended up winning this game but like i said you got to start wrapping up games and regulation here, man. It, 11 out of 28, that's that's a little excessive to start off the season. Now, obviously, I, I don't know what the numbers are around the NHL. I, I think that's probably going to be my homework for tonight after I'm done recording this is that really we – I want – I'm curious as to see I, – I would have to imagine 11 out of, out of 28, that's got to be the most in the NHL, right? That, that would – I can't see another team playing this many games. You know, just when you look at the scoreboard uh, every night around the league, really, I, I, I haven't really seen 
a lot of teams playing in OT. So, but the thing is, you know, the positive side is that the Lightning are eating up points. Right now, they're on pace for 102. If you want to rank 102 and a half, according to hockey reference, you could round up to 103. Now, obviously, team streak, whether it's up and or down. So, really, the Lightning playing very, very well right now. Um, and I can sit here and complain all I want about how they're playing. But listen, at the end of the day, they're winning games. They're racking up points. They're getting dubs. And really, obviously, that's all that matters. In their last 10, they're 7-2-1. and one. And we have yet to see them really play a consistent 60-minute games in back-to-back games against teams that are also performing pretty well. Because obviously, we've seen instances throughout the season this year where the Lightning have really went out there and dominated, and they've also went out there and just played tight-knit games like this. Now, going into their next game, which they'll be playing on the 16th in two days, they'll be facing off against the Ottawa Senators, who just just a bad loss against those guys up there to end a road trip. You know, having said that, the Lightning played very well on that road trip, and that was the only loss of their road trip. But like I said on the last episode, those are the games you got to win. Ottawa right now is 8-16-1. and one, So you got to go out there and beat Ottawa. I don't care. You know, at the yes, the games within the division are very important, especially against the top teams like Florida and Toronto. But it's a game like this against the Senators that could determine whether you finish second or third in the division. So really that's or even first. So yes, obviously, once you get into the playoffs and you just get in, it standings don't really count, but you know, just for success on the season, you definitely want to want to finish as high up and rack up as many points as you can. So we'll we'll see what the Lightning could do. But when it comes down to it, once again, and, and, and I feel like I'm a broken record at this point, I, I feel like I'm coming at, and, and I don't feel like a lot of people are making a big deal about this. Like I stated earlier in the show, Lightning broadcast team, and, and I'm not criticizing them at all. They do a fantastic job. We've had Dave Randolph on the show before. But I just feel like we're just letting the winds kind of cloud what the big story is with this team and it's just their inability to score on the power play and their inability to execute on the faceoff circle, which they have, they're very streaky on. We'll, we'll see some games where they'll get a couple of, you know, they'll, they'll have a couple of games where they're right underneath the 50% mark, but it, it's how they start those games is what is really troubling. I think at one point in this game tonight against against LA, the Lightning were 37%. I believe it was halfway through the second period. I, I realized, which you know, obviously didn't didn't take much detective work to to realize that the Lightning were getting dominated in the defense in in the faceoff circle. You got to win faceoffs. You got to win faceoffs, especially when you're on the power play. And that was a huge reason as to why the Lightning went 0 for 3 on the power play tonight. Because if you can't win the faceoff, the other team clears it. And then you're spending about, let's say, uh, 24 seconds of a power play going up and down. Let's say, you know, let's, let's agree to disagree that it takes about maybe what, eight seconds, eight to 10 seconds 
the puck's cleared all the way down the ice to, to grab it and make your way up to the, the blue line into the attacking zone. Let's say eight to 10 seconds. So you're roughly spending 30 seconds of a two minute power play just trying to get your act together and to set things up. And that could all be avoided if you just take care of business, especially to start off in the neutral zone in the face-off circle. And we have not seen that this year consistently. And I, I, would, I would be curious to see at what point when a lightning beat writer or any member of the media will ask John Cooper or a player of this team uh, how they feel about that. What, what is something that they've been doing? I know they've been working on face-offs in practice. They did the other day uh, before the Ottawa game. Obviously, that didn't work out well. <laughs> Just not a good, not a good showing there. But listen, as much as I want to uh, go on and on about this. Still, the Lightning are getting the job done, but really, what I'm what I'm trying to say is, for how how much can they how for how long can they keep this up? You know, I, you can't really argue with them being tied in points in the top three in the division. Um, but how how much longer can this Lightning team sustain playing consistently beyond regulation? I'm very curious. Uh, reach out to the show on lo underscore Lightning on Twitter. Let us know how you feel about this. Is this something that you're concerned about? I I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm concerned about it. If I had to say, you know, one, not really caring to, to five being in full panic mode in terms of, of level of concern, I would say I'm at probably a two and a half. I'm kind of, my eyebrows have, have, have been raised, but not really so much concerned just yet. I'm more concerned about the power play, the efficiency there, the efficiency in the face off circle, because these are these are two things, especially the faceoffs, that you clean that up, you get that together. We'll start seeing a lot of hashtag wins and regulation, and I think we're gonna have to start that trend, hashtag wins and regulation, because I feel like it's almost somewhat of a rarity this season that we've seen the Lightning be able to consistently close out games uh, later on in the third period. So we'll we'll wrap things up in just a little bit and we'll talk about the upcoming game against Ottawa and just, you know, some of the performances tonight from tonight's game in just a little bit. But first, I want to talk about our last sponsor of the day, and that is Stance. Now, if you don't know what, what Stance is, Stance is one of the best gear apparel companies that I have come across over Probably the last year. Now I'm 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 very active. I, I'm all about personal fitness, and I have to say, really, Stance is is one of the best active apparel companies I ever come across. You know, and, and the thing is, is that you know they're they're they feel they make you feel good. They make you look good. Uh, all sorts of colors, and, and really, this is something you want to have, um, especially with the deal that we got going on. So, founded in 2009, I'll give you a little backstory here. Stance Apparel represents a radical reinvention of socks, underwear, and active apparel with a sharp focus on comfort, quality, and creativity. Stance brings an atypical aesthetic alongside some of pop culture's 
pop culture's hottest collaborators for the ultimate in style and self-expression because everything you wear should be a direct extension of who you are and how you feel. Now, I, I really like the Batman design. I obviously I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Uh, they, they also have Office. Uh, the office and Harry Potter and tons of more designs that you could choose from. And Stance believes that the perfect fit matters more than just fitting in. So that those who feel good do good. Go see it for yourself on their website. Register for an account at stance.com and get 15% off your first purchase. You promos code locked on at checkout to apply. Enjoy the color and comfort of a life less ordinary with Stance. Once again, that's promo code locked on 15% off your first purchase at stance.com. And we're wrapping up here on segment three slash the wrap up. And I, I, I'm still, I, I don't know how to feel about tonight's game. Obviously, anytime you win a game, especially one at home, that's, that's great. That's a huge plus. But like I said, right before I got on the show, before we started recording tonight, I wasn't aware that the Lightning played this many games beyond regulation. And yeah, like I previously stated before we took the break, am I overly concerned? No, not at all. I, 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 it's a little bit eyebrow, eyebrow raising. I, I think that it's, it, it's something that I'm sure is in the back of the head of a lot of the players on this team. I, I don't think anyone really wants to play consistently in overtime or in a shootout um, in your 11 out of 28 games. And part of the reason I, I, I place such a big emphasis on rest, obviously, other than the nature of the schedule and, and just what has happened over the last year and a half in terms of what the lightning have had to endure with the season, COVID playoffs, all of that, it weighs down on you. And, and not only that is that guys need to be saved up. Their energy needs to be saved up because really they have a big road trip coming along. It's only a three game one, but still to end the year on a West coast trip, you got Colorado and Vegas, two teams that you definitely don't want to mess around with. You need to go out there. You need to play, you need to play fast. You need to have the energy level at 135. Um, and then you got Arizona, a team who, yes, is obviously a, a seller dwelling team, but a team that is very much going to go out there and play hard and who's going to challenge you and play physical just like what we saw from the LA Kings tonight. Now, the Lightning will will try to extend their current win streak and, and tr hopefully try to win a game in regulation on Thursday, 7 o'clock start at Amelie against the Ottawa Senators. They're coming off a 4 nothing, just, just frustrating game. We saw it at the end of the game, Pat Maroon getting into a fight. I I, I would like to see the Lightning go out there and, and just – really bully Ottawa around. This is the kind of team you go out there, obviously play within the rules of the game. Don't draw stupid penalties, but go out there and then throw your weight around. Got guys coming back. Sorelli and Bogosian were in the lineup tonight. Didn't really see a whole lot from them. I did see that they were moving around pretty well, so that was a good sign. 
but you don't need to you don't need to demand that much of Sorelli, especially because Taylor Radish has been absolutely incredible uh, over the last couple of weeks, and and I, I he has really impressed me with his play over his last five games. He has three goals, uh, four points total. Uh, it's plus minus. I mean, we don't really have to worry about that. But really, he has done a fantastic job, kind of averaging around, I would say, probably 13 minutes of ice time um, per game. But like I said, he he is he is showing flashes of someone who could potentially become a 30, 35 plus goal scorer a year. And he has really it took him a little while to, to come on, but he has really done a fantastic job. And it, and it, it doesn't take that long for guys who have a nose for the net. And he's definitely one of those guys. And he's definitely going to alleviate some of the pressure that we have seen kind of sort of befall on certain players on this team. Thus, just like, uh, Ross Colton, who, you know, cannot score a goal right now. And you could see it. Ross plays with his heart on his sleeve and you could see just how frustrated he is. And I really, I was really happy at the end of the game. You know, I, I love seeing Matthew Joseph score. He's another one who he catches fire. He, he is going to go on an absolute tear, but Ross hasn't scored in a while. And I really thought he was the one that was going to get credit for that goal. But obviously on, on the replay, you can see that clearly he didn't get any of it. And it was really off the shot from Joseph. But, um, having a guy like Taylor Radish, a young gun who's going to go out there, who's going to be able to score and you play him on a line. Alongside Boris, Boris Kuchuk and, and Riley Nash, who we have yet to really see anything. And I didn't mention that yet. Uh, you know, it just, there was so much going on with this team that really couldn't really fit the Riley Nash in there, but he's going to be on that fourth line, uh, picked up on waivers. So we'll see how he, it's going to take him a couple of games to acclimate, but having, having Radish really just go out there and, and really do what he's doing now is going to pave dividends and allow guys like Perry, guys like Joseph Kalorn Sorelli to get back on going. I mean, Perry has been playing fantastic over the last couple of weeks. He's, he started settling. Once he sh- scored that first goal, he has really, really come on. You can see he's being a lot more aggressive down low. And, and it's also going to alleviate tensions and, and allow guys like Ross Colton to skate more, hopefully loosely, more freely out there on the ice. So we can only hope for the, the young guys to keep performing. We can only hope for this team to keep playing the way they're playing because really at the end of the day, that is what's winning them hockey games, whether it be in regulation or in OT or shootout. So we'll discuss, you know, tomorrow. I, I will discuss more about the Ottawa game. Obviously that will be taking place on Thursday. Tomorrow we'll be previewing that. So make sure and tune into that and you could do that by finding us on any podcast um, distribution platform so that's itunes spotify odyssey google play wherever they distribute podcasts we are there and if you listen to us on an app based distribution uh, platform go ahead and turn on those notifications so as soon as the newest episode drops you'll be notified and we'll be able to download and go ahead and follow us on social media at lo underscore lightning on twitter as well as locked on underscore lightning on Instagram. Give me a follow on Twitter at Danky Dank, D E N K Y D E N D A N K. Love hearing from all of you. And we'll be back on tomorrow's episode. So that'll be it for today's episode or tonight's episode of Locked On Lightning, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Zanker. I'll talk to you in the next one.